Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 341st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sorry for coming at you guys a day late. Uh, bit busy, just still unpacking everything. But uh, appreciate your patience. How much have you unpacked? A lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, it's been a lot of help too. Like Lena's mom's done a lot of work. Um, we also had a, a like this organizer come through for seven hours a last week. So not this past week, but the week before. Organizer. And yeah, so we we honestly didn't think we were going to use her service. We were like, I don't know, like is this something we're going to use? But um, I don't even remember who kind of convinced us. Like, yeah, you might as well just might as well take it. You never know. You could use the extra hands. And so um, Lena and her mom were with her a lot of the time. I was kind of like, I took Gordon to the park. We did a little, we, we were just kind of out the house, out the way, basically. Um, but yeah, she helped unbox a lot of things. She helped kind of consolidate boxes because we had, we had a lot of boxes that were like half unpacked or half unboxed because we got the essential or like the important items out of that specific box. And it was left on, you know, half, half uh, filled. And then there were other boxes that were similar, like in a similar state. So we were able to like, consolidate a lot of those boxes um, get some of the closets in order get gordon's room pretty much um in its almost final state now i say almost final state because he's been like getting to stuff and doing things that he shouldn't be doing like his books are normally on a bookshelf and they're right now they're just kind of all on the floor and he likes to take pop-up books and play with the pop-ups except he doesn't know when to stop so he ends up tearing off his pop-up books so i gotta install his shelves in his room asap he also like unplugs the baby monitor and the camera. So every now and again, we just completely lose all audio and visual from him. So, you know, that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'd say we got, we got quite a lot of the house unboxed and unpacked and it's, um, pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. Now, I think when the, when the floors finally get installed, we'll be able to like finalize stuff. So like Lana and I are currently just sleep. We just have a mattress on the floor because the, um, the floor installers would actually charge you. It's not like a crazy amount of money, but they charge you like 75 bucks to disassemble and reassemble a bed. And it's like, well, we'll just wow. like, they'll move your furniture. That's all included. But specifically the, uh, the bed stuff is like an extra charge. So we're like, yeah, well, you know, it's a few weeks and we're just going to like, it's not like we're sleeping on the floor. Our mattress is just on the floor. So, um, we'll put the, we'll put the bed together when, when they, uh, when they finish with the flooring. But because of like because of that, like the, all the flooring right now is is in the um, the dining room. So the dining room is not in the dining room is actually gonna be Gordon's playroom. But at this point, it's completely unusable because of just all the flooring materials are on there on on the floor there. Um, so, but yeah, for the most part, things are are unpacked, um, partially away, uh, largely away, which is which is good. Um, I'm I'm honestly a little bit surprised at how well it's all gone. Anyway, all that aside, I want to talk to you about marathon training. How's it going? Uh, are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you feeling good? You feel like you're back to your old self? Like, tell me all about it. Um, so right now, I am training for the Marine Corps Marathon that's going to be taking place on Halloween in D.C. The issue is, for the past three weeks, I've been injured. Mm. Um, similar to 
what has happened to me in the past, essentially from overtraining, overuse, what have you, um, my right foot has a has a pain that flares up. It's sort of near the heel. And two years ago, when I was training for Berlin, um, I went to a podiatrist. Actually, no, three years ago when I went uh, when I was training for New York, I went to a podiatrist, and he said there was a soleus essentially a ligament that's like in the lower calf area and did a ton of like podiatrist visits two times a week the electro shock therapy all that stuff yeah um and what was good was he got me able to run um but what wasn't good was he was like QAnon before QAnon became a thing (laughs) really um yeah so like he would start talking to me about stuff and would be like essentially like oh you know just saying like some really politically incorrect things and i guess because he had my foot in his hands i was like well (laughs) do i say something right now or do i just like grin and bear it and just have him help me with this thing and so uh it's something that like weighed on me knowing that this was um was something that was happening again i just didn't want to see this the the same old podiatrist and so right what's that no i said right yeah like yeah now now that this is like mainstream now right like you're not trying to trying to be sitting in here talking about all this stuff like get out of here yeah and and so found another podiatrist and this podiatrist was like well it looks like it only hurts when you're trying to push off of it um and i told him that i had taken a week off and then i went for a seven mile run and it was dullish pain while i was running um but then when i got home and started to slow down it was like shooting pain very acute pain like i could put no real weight on that foot and he actually said this time around that it's not the soleus like it was before, but it's the peroneal nerve, P-E-R-O-N-E-A-L, which is uh, this ligament on the right side of my right foot um, that is next to the Achilles. Um, and essentially okay. what I have is a low grade one sprain of the peroneal ligament which i think is in other words is peroneal tendonitis Hmm. and so he said that one thing um i should do because i told him like you know in order to the deadline to defer the marine corps marathon was friday of last week and he and i went to him on wednesday and he said well there's nothing you're going to be able to find out in the next two days but if you rest it a little bit longer he goes you have a good shot at being able to like run that race so What's, what's tough is I haven't run at all in the last essentially three weeks. I've run seven miles in three weeks, which if anyone who's in the heart of marathon training knows that's nowhere near enough. That's like yeah. less than half of one week. Um, but he, he gave me some interesting feedback. He goes, well, you should ice it. Okay. I have a boot that I should sleep with to like that pulls the foot back. Okay, I can do that. Although I really only am able to stomach about four hours of it before I wake up in the middle of the night because my foot is super sore and I pull take it off. Yep. Um, he also said not to wear flip flops. 
And huh. he said the reason why I shouldn't wear flip-flops is because uh, with a f- there's no ankle support in a, f- in a flip-flop. And so I am essentially like stressing my foot unconsciously every time I'm like walking with flip-flop and I'm like sort of like kicking the, the heel up to like keep the, the back of the flip-flop with my foot. Right. Which is tough because I wear flip-flops indoors. Yep, same. So I have to figure out, it might, I, he goes, you should probably get a Birkenstock or something like a longer sandal that like has more of a connective thing. So like the shoe feels like it's always with your foot. Um, he also said to get a balance board. Uh, so at my standing desk, I went to the office this weekend and I took a standing board, but essentially, do you know what a standing board is? Yeah, I have one actually. Or like a balancing board? Yep. Um, all right. So you get it. It's like, uh, it sort of comes to a sloped oblong base. You stand on it and it essentially you can engage your core while, uh, making sure that, uh, you stay rather straight. The, the reason why he said he suggested that I get one is because, it strengthens my ankles to mm. like react to imbalance and strengthen the ankle so that it can take some of the work away from the ligament. Okay. Um, he also said, and this is something that I've heard from many doctors now, so I'm starting to really not necessarily believe it more, but just give it more weight. And that is my joints and ligament, like, so my, my joints are more flexible than the average person. My range of motion in terms of like how far, like if you were to hold your hands out, your arms out with your palms up and you hold them straight, right? Uh, do you, can you see if your elbows, sort of like the creases of your elbows, do you know if you can bend beyond that 180 degrees? Uh, no, I cannot. Yeah, so I can. I see. Uh, I can a little bit. And so my ankles can uh, have a, like if you were to sort of like try to, um, if you're looking at your feet right now and you try and you take your your right foot into your left hand and try to like sort of pry it back and forth, um, sort of like working out like a sore ankle or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says my range of motion is much, uh, much bigger than the average person. Uh, and so what, what, what this, how, how this has really manifested itself in times past is there's like a sports massage therapist people that I've gone to at this company that like uh, specialized uh, in helping runners and other athletes sort of get the, you know, the massage that they need uh, because they are obviously like physiotherapists and they understand the demands on the body from a, from an athlete perspective, so they know like what to look out for, right? Right. And they were at the running studio that I used to go to, and what I realized was I always felt worse after I would go visit them, and that's because they would essentially over-stretch me mm. because my ligaments have that give right. that it, I would like come out of that and be like, oh, man, why do I feel worse, you know? And, and so that's sort of one thing that I'm learning to like, you know, multiple doctors over the past few a uh, few years have told me that, uh, that that is the case. And so uh, it's, it's something that I've taken into account more. And, and so this podiatrist, interestingly enough, said he, he noticed that too, but he says that another week or so off of it, I can test it, but one of the common mistakes, and it's a mistake that I made, was you can't rush and like fully overload your system again. 
which is what I did, right? I went from one week of no running to seven weeks of hard running. Uh, or seven, sorry, seven miles of hard running. He goes, you got to come back, like, honestly, one mile at a time. You run a mile, you, you stop for that day. Then you run two miles, you stop for that day. Just, like, slowly build up that uh, that sort of strain. Okay. What I also liked about this new podiatrist that I saw was they were really close to my apartment. It was, like, a five-minute walk, which is great. Um, but he didn't pressure me into coming back to see him which i've always appreciated there's something about doctors that i like because they're an authority figure i uh i i tend to trust them implicitly because i'm like well you went to school for this i'm i'm the one with the problem you're the one with the with the answers to my problem so i'm going to listen to what you have to say and but i get a little bit weird when they feel like i feel like they're over prescribing me stuff and it's also like this weird thing where like it's almost like i i feel and i don't know if this is rooted in any sort of logic but i feel like i don't want to be taken advantage of so if i ask them why are they prescribing this it feels like i'm challenging their authority which growing up i wasn't really uh really no place to challenge authority um and so what i like is when and he's not the first sort of specialist to have done this he's like you know what dude super light sprain or strain rather um take another week off and then do what i told you to do and do all the things that i told you to do but i honestly don't think i need to see you again feel free to schedule a follow-up if you feel like you need to but i don't foresee a need um he also wrote me a script for uh for physical therapy he goes take it if you need it but if not also no worries i go okay so i liked the sort of like confidence that it wasn't that big a deal and that uh didn't feel like we were going to need to have like 40 sessions or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. The other time this happened was a couple of July 4ths ago. I, uh, I caught, oh, I tried, attempted to catch a football and it bent my pinky like 90 degrees backwards. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. And I went to the urgent care center because it was like two days after I came back. And I goes, oh, you know, my, uh, my pinky is still like swollen, like 2x the size. So I went to the urgent care center and they ran an x-ray for like 90 bucks. And I go, dude, your pinky is broken in three places. This is super serious. You should go to the hospital now. <laughs> or like, you know, before you get surgery done, here's a specialist. And I went to this like hand specialist. He goes, dude, I don't know what they told you. This is the most inconsequential like uh fracture i've ever seen he like he just looked at the same x-ray he goes this is like the tiniest bit of bone that like broke off your your pinky like it's not a big deal i'm gonna get i'm gonna give you a brace i'll see you in a month but i promise you that'll probably be the last time you see me and i was like <laughs> i like the fact that they're like you know what dude like i'm i'm seeing you i'm giving you my professional opinion but i'm not here to like milk you you know what i mean Yes, exactly. Um, and, and so I appreciated that um, to, to some degree. Uh, and so right now what I've been doing is this season I've been using the, and by season I mean marathon trading season, because I was in worse shape starting out because it was COVID, I, I basically didn't run for an entire year. So I got super soft and like all of that endurance was sort of lost. I was starting from a less physically in shape place. So I attempted to do the peloton marathon training program 18 weeks you run you lift you do like strength training and all that stuff so i've been following them and i haven't really missed too many um classes until i got injured and 
And so it'll be interesting to see how this racks up because normally I'm in much better like standard shape, you know? Uh, before the, the pandemic, I was like always in the shape of, I could run a half marathon at essentially the drop of a hat. Right. Um, and that was just because I was always running, you know, it was like run, uh, running season sort of reset on Jan 1. And then Carolyn, myself, our friends, we basically booked the entire season worth of races. And we would always, we'd always be like a couple of weeks away from another 5K, four miler, five miler, 10K, half marathon. So we were always running. Um, it was a way that we all sort of kept in touch and used it as an excuse to run and then go get, and then grab brunch afterwards. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how, how this session or season goes. The, the goal for the, Marine Corps Marathon was never really to PR or to like, you know, set a personal record. It was just to finish. And I've always used like the Marine Corps Marathon as like a reason to get back into fighting shape. So in the time that I've taken off to like not put a lot of weight on my right foot, I've been riding the bike again. And one thing that I've been doing last weekend and, and certainly this weekend, last weekend what I did was there is this concept in peloton called power zone training you do this uh ftp test which i think uh i don't even know what that translates to peloton ftp uh functional <laughs> something something sure um, why not let's but, go with that yeah you essentially figure out like what your uh like exertion zones are um and there's seven zones and then they do this thing and then I, so I recently redid the test and I saw that my numbers that I originally had set were like obsolete. And what I did on two Saturdays ago was essentially stack two 90 minute classes back to back. The reason why I did that was because I figured if I was gonna be running today, I'd probably be on my feet for three hours. So let's try and get somewhat close to mimicking the like cardio strain on the heart. And so what the classes are, are like 90 minutes of essentially zone two or zone three, which is like keeping your heart rate working in a way where you can sort of still be conversational, but it's like aerobic exercise. Okay. Um, So I did that for three hours, two weekends ago, and that was 50 miles that I had done in three, uh, three hours. And I thought to myself, man, because have you ever heard of the term a grand fondo? I don't think so. So... Uh, Grand Fondo distance is a uh, hundred kilometers. It looks like, um, or one hundred and twenty kilometers and a hundred miles. A hundred mile ride uh, in one go. And so I've seen people on Strava put that on before. Like, oh, this is the Grand Fondo. I think that's their version of like either a marathon or a marathon or something. Okay. And then, and so I, uh, I I'm low-key trying to get to a grand fondo one day um even if it means being on the stationary bike you know i can put two like it'd be easiest to do it on like a football sunday just like basically from the one o'clock game to the six o'clock game um just pedal the entire way through um but this last weekend uh, a couple days ago on saturday i did a 90 minute one and then on sunday i ran it back did another 90 minute run uh, sorry, ride. And then this morning I did a 60 minute power zone training, which was instead of just low zones, two out of seven and three out of seven, it was four and five. So it was like much more like hill work and pushing, which is what I would have been doing if I was running. 
And so I'm trying to get as much like bike work in, knowing that A, the bike is here, and it's, uh, I'm trying to lose everything, even though I'm like sort of in the belly of it now and I'm not being able to run. So we'll see. Um, I have a couple more weeks, uh, I think like five or six more weeks. So trying to stay positive and, um, at this point, if I can push, I'm going to push to, to complete this. I gotta say, wow, that's a, first of all, like it, it, I know it's not, it's certainly not the case for you, but it almost, it's all, it almost feels like you just kind of like, you very quickly got back into like, you know, pseudo marathon shape, like the, the transition from like, you know, the, the COVID body, the COVID just, you know, sedentary lifestyle to all of a sudden effectively being ready to to run a marathon i know you've had setbacks and everything like that so maybe i shouldn't say the marathon but like just being out there running several miles or even riding a bike for for uh several miles or even hours is is still pretty impressive um but do that 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 has to be really disheartening so like you know you hear about like athletes that have to deal with like professional athletes that have to deal with these kind of recurring injuries and I think it's fairly easy to see from from like with this with the perspective that you have how like some people kind of become disillusioned with with, with setback after setback, right? Like you have people oh, like yeah. Andrew Luck who are like, you know what, like I can't do this anymore. Like right. you sit in there rehabbing, training, working out, rehabbing, training, working out to come back and then boom, get injured, be out for a season or two. And it's like, how many times are you willing to do this? And it, I mean, and that's not even your job. <laughs> like you're, you're this, you know, being a, being an athlete is not your 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 day job. So you're out here trying to stress and grind for work, and and then your personal life, and then on top of that, now you're you're out here trying to like figure out your physical health so that you can run this marathon. So um, huge kudos to you to um, you know trying to figure it out and doing doing all that you can to to be prepared because if you're going to be like, you know, you're, you're doing what you can. If you're, if your foot is ready, that you're the rest of you is prepared to go out there and do it. Yeah. I mean, I've been standing on this balance. So like I was in a working session uh, today for five hours and I was just on the, uh, the balance board the entire time. And normally like, so I work with the window, like the blinds up. So, you know, it gets a little bit warm. Um, because that, that sun's coming in. But today I was like, oh, I'm definitely like sweating a little bit because I'm like, I can feel my body weight. Like I'm trying to like keep my core engaged. I'm trying to like uh, stand in different parts of the balance board to like make it harder for me to stay in a sort of balance. So I'm trying to like work the core more. I'm trying to like feel like much more presently what's going on with my feet. Um, all things that I'm trying to like be more aware of so that the next time, like, so that there really isn't a next time for this, you know, yeah. whether that's uh, stretching pre post run, rolling pre post, Carolyn's taking ice baths after these long runs. Like, wow. we're trying to figure out the right way to stay pliable because uh, it is possible to run these distances uh, to, uh, this consistently. Um, but it's, it is part of it. Just like, you know, making sure that the body is taken care of. And, um, I used to not do anything and I used to get hurt. And now as I begin to pick up practices, 
like you remember the first time you cheered me on at the Brooklyn half marathon? Yep. Like wow. how how much my knee was in pain because I yeah. like was uh, I like basically redlined it too early and then I was like my running form got messed up so like that was a big learning to like you can't gun it that hard for a long race like that you got to stay mindful and it's a long race and that way you're running sort of like uh sort of physiology is and the gait is still the same so I you yeah. know, haven't made that mistake since then but then I was like all right well then you got the soleus thing so I know that for me I, you know, like you, you do ever do those like uh, calf raises where you sort of get on your tippy toes and then you sort of like come up and down and up and down and all that yep. stuff. Yep. Um, I have to do that. I have to do a thing where you stand up where you like you put your foot on the on the sort of the base of the wall and then you sort of like push your hips towards the wall so you can feel that nice calf stretch. I got to do all that stuff because I know that I'm uh, sort of sensitive to straining that area and. Uh, I also have to like swing my legs and, and sort of get the hips sort of open and relaxed because, you know, there's like extra nonsense there that can happen to me. And so, you know, what's interesting is like, I do this for, I do this because, I was, and I was telling somebody about this recently that uh, marathon training for me is important because it's hard enough where it's not impossible, but it's really freaking hard. You know what I mean? Like the amount of effort that it takes to get through a training season for a race, A, takes a lot of time, B, takes a lot of discipline, but it's not impossible. Like I, I know that if I were to set a goal to be like, oh, I'm going to do an Ironman where it's like a marathon on top of a hundred mile bike ride on top of like a one mile swim, like that would be too hard. And then I'd be like, oh, there's no point in doing this. But this is like dangling the carrot just enough to like keep make me want to keep going, and so yeah, that's sort of like the discipline that I need because otherwise I get I get real sedentary real fast, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I sort of like made it self known when, like, you know, like there there are seasons. I mean, this is obviously before Gordon, but like. Um, there'd be times where like we'd be playing video games pretty hard i'd be like all right you know every night i'll see you on a nine i'll see you on a ten or whatever but then when like marathon training comes I'm like oh are you on nope i'm already yep. asleep yada yep. yada yada and like you <laughs> exactly. can tell like when i'm in in that sort of training season and yeah it's, yeah it's one of those like really effective things that like holds my attention you know so. yeah yeah no i i definitely definitely noticed the difference i mean we you and i in general i think we stopped playing too much together um, probably, I mean, probably ra- or like before Gordon was born, but even like after, right? We would do some Warzone from time to time, but that was really it. I don't think we've played anything other than Warzone, other than the occasional like Modern Warfare or Black Ops. But yeah. other than that, I don't Just think like we've really played anything. Nights. Yeah, and so, um, but like, I know, I know for a fact, like, yeah, when 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 it's marathon training time for you, it's like any those like those like infrequent nights become non-existent and uh not that i not that i've really been playing anything myself these days um i i already know that you ain't you ain't gonna be touching anything for for a little bit anyway so yeah that being said i will be ready to try the ascent when you're ready (laughs) oh yeah did you download it i do have it yeah have you tried it at all nope never never booted it Oh man! All right. Well then, if you actually download it, I'll have to download it as well. 
Um, it'll be, I keep hearing like rave reviews about the the feel of the world. Um, and so yeah, the cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they did cyberpunk better than cyberpunk. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all really that I have for this. Um, if there's anything else you'd like to share, feel free to. Otherwise, I'm happy to to call it here for this for this week. Yeah, I guess all all I gotta add is that uh, so so now that we have the house and everything, I, I think I had mentioned before that one of the things I wanted to try to do was get a home gym, and I, I can't remember if I touched on this before. It's like maybe I'll maybe I'll do the um, like a membership at a gym somewhere nearby, whether it be a Y or something else. There are gyms like there's not like a Y, there's not like a, um, I I I haven't seen or come across like a bigger or larger facility, but there is like a 24/7 gym that's like half a mile from my place, um, so I might join there for a short period while I try to get my get equipment together for the for the house because even once I get it like you know installing it putting it all together is going to be a bit of a chore. It's going to take some time to do, but um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hope like. It, it 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 it's it's really difficult for me at least to like find the time and energy to work out the way I used to, especially like when I was at CrossFit. So I'm hoping that with the additional flexibility of having a home gym, will just make it impossible for me to avoid, and that will hopefully give me the energy or like the the motivation to continue to like stay with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Where would you put it? So we have a, a section in our unfinished basement that like we have we have a we have a lot of like storage area and stuff so it's a it's a sizable portion of the, of the basement that we don't actually have to use for anything like we could we could use we could put storage in other locations so um probably there okay and what are you looking to get for the home gym if like you could have it your way or like, like how are you guys envisioning it right now so i would like to get like you know like so I'm not trying to get like a whole like gym replacement type of deal, but I'm looking for things that I could get a really solid workout. So when I'm thinking of like, I want like a barbell, I want to be able to do squats, bench press. So I was thinking again, like a power cage, um, have like a section or area just pat like uh, in front of it for like deadlifts, but where I'm like, you know, you're putting down the weights, it's not like damaging the floor. Yeah, so, you need one of those wooden platform type of things. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm thinking the power cage, bench, weights. Uh, we already have an elliptical, so I can integrate some cardio that, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially some type of bike, but it depends. Yeah. It, it does depend on like how, how space does end up looking once things are kind of like finalized down there. But that's kind of the that's kind of the the general idea at this point. Pretty much have none of that. So gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have like a full-on home gym uh, one day, squat rack, you know, was that a Smith machine or whatever the hell it is? Yeah. Um, a whole set of weights, a mirror wall, like just a feel like, hey, this is a home gym, yada, yada. Um, yep. I'd love to get a, uh, a really nice treadmill. We already have the bike. Love to get a rowing machine. Apparently Peloton's coming out with a rowing machine. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, because rowing machines are like the next hot thing. Yeah. Um, to, to, like a, a friend of a friend is actually the CTO of a, a pretty successful rowing uh, like company. Interesting. Um, which, is, which is pretty neat. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember like, when you bought one. <laughs> bought what? A rower? Didn't you, didn't you buy a rowing machine one time, like a few years ago? Oh, yeah. It's in my parents' place. Um, oh, okay. It's okay. I mean, it gets the job done, but it's like... 
I mean, it's not a water-based one, and so I, I feel like it's, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, like, the arms go out and in, so you have to be really mindful of, like, getting the uh, the right form. But uh, um, I think rowing machines, for me, I, I never really understood how to do it properly, so I feel like I'm, just gonna, I'm just out here trying to throw my back. Um, but, I mean, I know that, like, one of the most interesting things about rowing, rowing and rowers is... I read this incredible ESPN article about Olympic rowing um, or Olympic crew, and they said that you know that feeling when you're like lifting um, and you get that lactic acid buildup, and you're like, oh, this is where the reps really become like where you're building that uh, that improvement um, as you like lift through that lactic acid buildup. Yeah. Apparently, an Olympic level crew they hit that lactic threshold on the first pull. <laughs> But then they've got like hundreds of pulls after that. And it's just like wow. that kind of endurance uh, is so insane and like really admirable. Um, yeah. And so anyways. Yeah. All that I said, I'd love a, I'd love a rowing machine. I love a, a treadmill. I love a home gym. Um, but right now it's either the living room or a home gym. And I know it's going to win out. So Exactly. All right. Let's see if we should wrap it up here then, right? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.